Hello and welcome to the Guilty Pleasures Podcast with Stuart Thompson. I'm Stuart Thompson and this is Podcast. Um, the day we've actually got a sponsor, it's uh, Waters Illustration, a Glasgow-based uh, graphic design graphic designer um, from a girl named Suzanne Waters. Um, you've probably seen some of her work, she's just got work with, uh, she's done some Ed, an Ed Sheeran t-shirt for his uh, latest tour and... Um, She's worked with Warner Brothers, Capital FM and Boom Magazine in Asia. But um, aye, she does these unique graphic designs. It's Polygon by Polygon. I don't really know how to describe it. Um, but you can go into her shop. I've got one of her prints. It's um, MCA for the Beastie Boys. If you go into her shop, you can see uh, loads of stuff. You can get bespoke pet portraits. And then there's other ones you can buy, like Freddie Mercury, Tom Waits, Batman, Joker, Patrick Bateman for American Psycho, or you've got that MCA one that I mentioned before. So I, if you go onto her website, watersillustration.com, you can get, you can contact her, get her to do a bespoke print for you for somebody's Christmas, or just even to hang up in your house, or you can buy from her shop on Etsy. But if you go onto her website, watersillustration.com, you'll be able to see more. So I, today's guest is somebody that we've been talked about quite a lot on this podcast. If you've listened to the Philip Larkin episode or last week's David Gallatly episode, you'll have heard us talk about Davy Swatpaz, uh, a Glasgow animator. He asked me to call him David Ferguson, but we'll all know him better as Davy Swatpaz. Um, Glasgow animator who'd recently done an episode of Adventure Time. And in this episode, he goes over how that happened, his process and his guilty pleasures. So... Here we are, episode 11 of the Guilty Pleasure Podcast with Stuart Thompson with guest David Ferguson. mentioned you a few times. I'll acknowledge the fact that we're also at a cafe that's getting <laughs> drilled and loud people walking about as they're setting up for the day, so having to deal with that. Um, but aye, so you are an artist, animator. Yep. Um, so how did you get started in doing that? Um, animation is just something I've always been interested in since I was wee. And um, I went to uni to do um, engineering and um, or product design engineering. And every time I had like a project, I would spend long longer on the the animation part of it to try and show off the product to them. Right. And then when it got to the, kind of one of the final presentations, I managed to, you were supposed to like design a product from start to finish, and I managed to talk them in and let me do an animated character. <laughs> and I thought, and then it was supposed to be another year after that, and I thought they're not going to let me do this a second time. Right. Um, so I looked elsewhere and found there was a postgrad at um, the art school in two D and three D motion graphics. It was called. Um, so finished that course early and went on to that and got started on that that career path. That's quite a big jump. So were you like, drawing and stuff when you were wee? Was that always big I just, just like sitting watching the telly and trying to copy them and um, taping things and pausing it and trying to copy the like, gummy bears and that kind of thing. I remember like, yeah. I would spend an afternoon trying to copy all the gummy bears. <laughs> and um, my dad bought a second time uh, camcorder from some of his work. Um, and I wanted to try and make some stop motion things so he was like helping me do that but it didn't actually have you couldn't take a single frame you know stop motion yeah. you take lots of frames and then you run them together 
So we thought what you could just do is like do a short burst. Um, so, he, but then he thought it can't be too short because I mean, you press it and pr- off and on really quickly and nothing yeah. actually engages. So I thought I will do it for like three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got this weird video of like these little um, turtles in a pond and I can't remember they might be fight or they eat each other or something like that. But it's not quite animation. It's like these little second bursts of things moving, and you hear my dad going one, two, three, one, <laughs> two, two, three, one, because we didn't have, like didn't bother going in and changing the sound. So I think if you can call that an animation, that was my first animation. <laughs> it's like a, a weird slideshow with my dad going two, three, one, two, three over the top. <laughs> That's amazing though. That you've turned it into a career after yeah. your dad just bringing a camcorder home. That's it. So is your dad an artist? As well, no, um, he worked in the bank his whole life, but I think he gives us, me and my brother, a lot of support to do a creative jobs. My dad, my brother's a, um, a tattoo artist, right. and um, because he didn't really enjoy his career and wanted to do something more creative, he's um, given us a lot of support and what we want to do. And, yeah. not, and I didn't have to move out until I was like 29 or something like that, so I was able That's to live right. at home, not make that much money in anime, and then seem to have found my foot yeah. at the moment. So. And then if it all falls through, I might be moving back there with the whole family, <laughs> wife and two kids, but hopefully not. <laughs> so, how did you get like into the actual job of doing it? Um, the first thing after the, the art school course, like we do, you do a, like a degree piece. The first year is like you're mucking about learning how to animate and do different like two D and three D and stuff. And then the second year, you work on like a piece for the whole year. Right. And then. Um, like my kind of favourite stuff is the really old um, rubbery animation, like the um, one about uh, sorry um, Walt Disney stuff and Uberwork stuff. Right. Um, I thought I know animation takes ages, but they didn't have Flash and computers and all that. So I bet in like <laughs> six months I can do a full seven minute cartoon <laughs> looking like that. And then like quickly dawned on me like no, it still takes time yeah. to draw all the pictures. But I did, I did like. Um, I think it ended up being like a minute long or even less than that in that kind of style and then um, showed that around to local um, I think I only went and looked as far as Glasgow and there was Axis animation there was Absolute animation and then managed to get a, um, a six months junior animator post at um, Absolute doing um, it was 3D animation on a Naughty series right. I don't know if you've seen the CG Naughty series it's on Channel 5 yeah. it, was, it was that but it wasn't the full episodes it was like after the episodes, they started putting these quick three-minute, four-minute things um, where they would pick a, a, a word from that episode and then a robot would, like, um, translate it to a different language and there'd be a little kind of skit about that. Right. Um, so, yeah, I was just working on that for six months. That was my first job in the <laughs> animation industry. So, how long did it take you to make the one-minute animation that you have? The art school thing, I was probably, like, Probably like four or five months, however long, however long you got to do it in those days, <laughs> and that was like trying as much as like the the course was set up in a way to like show you how to like how to get started to learn about things. You know I mean, there wasn't there wasn't like a masterclass in two D animation yeah. where they sat you down with light tables. It was just more like here's the various software you can use. This is people to look at. So you just kind of kind of teach yourself. So that's what it was. That, that was kind of trying to learn how to draw things that looked similar to each enough similar also that the animation would work because. And but just using the computer to help me do that because right. that's not a, a similar style not mastered. I, I can't draw <laughs> <laughs> the same character twice to similar enough so that animation will work. I have to cheat on the computer and like <laughs> blend it and trace. And I suppose that's what they do in the real life as well. You yeah. mean they, they trace, but yeah, the computer helps a lot. <laughs> 
So where did your style come from? Because it's quite a a strange style. I think it's from first I was everything I did was like um, trying to replicate um, Ren and Stimpy style right. stuff, and then um, I realised as much as like people say like that looks it's really terrible and weird and stuff, but it is really, really well drawn. Mm-hmm. But just like deliberately supposed to look kind of off-putting, um, and I thought this this is too tricky. I'm going to have to like aim lower in terms of um, what I can get away with, and um, look to more like in a 1950s kind of limited animation um, with little kind of funny arms sticking out and boggle eyes and not much going on. So I think it's that, and also um, I think it's easier to shoot lower and trying to look something that makes something that looks crap and is funny rather than something that is really good and looks yeah. funny because that's harder to yeah. do. So I think uh, just the quickest route is to make something like kind of it, it can't look too awful, like so that people don't want to look at it, but just yeah. just cute enough but ugly enough to to be funny. The, the annoying thing with Ren and Stimpy that is you want to do it and then you realise how many people are behind it and then yep. it's just you that's doing it. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. what was your first? YouTube video that went was that when you first like got any sort of notoriety or fame? I think so. Well, I think I, um, I did this naughty thing and then I did and then I started working at um, Axis doing like a it was like a website for um, Children's BBC or something, and that was stuff that was like supposed to look good. So I wasn't and I'd like do crap with little guys. So in my spare time, I would or between jobs, I would work on daft things for myself. Hey. I can't remember. I think it might have been this one called Davy and Andy on the Garage Step. <laughs> It's supposed to be me and my wee brother playing me talk like wrestling figures on the back step. Right. And then I think that was my first thing. And then from there, everything after that has just been like an experiment and trying to make things easier and simpler to do with the mind to like, I'll say, right, I've come up with these two characters. If I can try and work out a way of doing this quick, maybe I can do, do more episodes and then get to then go, like, that was a nightmare. Move on to the next thing and see if I make it even simpler. <laughs> and that's eventually how I've come to where I'm at the moment where I think you, you can only go you can only go so simple and um, you just have to accept it's going to take a lot of time and yeah. you're probably not going to make, be able to make lots of animation yeah. so did you, I was saying to you outside before we come in that uh, in our school would everybody would quote piece and pound coins did you have any idea no not at all no. 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 occasionally someone would tweet me or email me a YouTube clip of people at a festival or something like that like, <laughs> but no I had no, no idea because you, you just put these things online and then occasionally might get a comment on, on YouTube yeah. Other than that, just move on to the next thing and then um, forget about it. <laughs> it must be mental, like you're just walking through. Like if you walked past me before you got Vine, you've probably walked past me a few times in Glasgow and I've not even noticed and you'd like that much effect yeah. and the stuff we <laughs> talked about at school. It's been crazy. So how old are you if you don't mind? I'm thirty four. Thirty four, yeah. So you're ten years older than us and having that effect on us at school. Yeah, <laughs> so I think we should mention Avenger time as well. I didn't sure. really want to get into it as quick but it's quite interesting and crazy that you got to do it yeah. in your house and Glasgow made an Adventure Time episode. So how did that come about? Well, um, last summer I just got an email out of the blue from um, Adam Muto, who's a, uh, I think his title was a showrunner there, Adventure Time at the moment, asking if I would like to um, do a short um, web episode of Adventure Time, but do it in the same kind of style as I've been doing online and me doing the voices as if it was like a, a bootleg episode. To put out so they can they can all look the can't can all look wrong and the voices would be wrong and maybe the characteristics and personalities would be slightly wrong as well and that might be quite funny. Um, so obviously I agreed to that. And um, listen, like this is amazing. This is most of the stuff I've been doing so far. It's been on such a tight deadline and I've had to 
struggle to get it finished in time but this looks like it's going to be a nice job um, for an amazing kind of um, amazing characters that I'm going to be able to spend a lot of time on and make it look really good and then so we got I started doing the animatic that's the you do like a, it's like a storyboard animated like really rough um, with some sound effects and the voices at the top and then um, got that approved so we're just about ready to go and then I got another email saying I have some bad news um, we're not going to be doing um, the web episodes anymore um, but let me see what I can do um, so I was obviously gutting to hear <laughs> that and um, I think it was maybe like a, a kind of tense week of waiting for emails back saying um, yeah we might be able to push it through as a full episode so let me get back to you and I think it was maybe another week I can't remember how long it seemed it was a, it was a long period of time <laughs> um, I've seen a long period of time and then eventually the bank said yeah, um, yeah it's been approved as a for a full a full episode Um Let's not wait for that phone. That's cool. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been approved as a full episode, but the, the middle bit that you've done already, like um, you've seen the episode, yeah, the, yes. the water stuff. That was it. Was basically just the water park, the water park stuff in the middle. Right. That's been approved but because we need to get started. You just kind of build around that rather than starting a whole new episode from scratch. <laughs> so that's why there's a little weird bit at the start and then that and then right. the, the weird bit at the end. Um, so. And I was obviously I was delighted. Like it was a brilliant, like yeah. twice the job, but there wasn't twice the, the time <laughs> to, to make it. So after me going being so excited, but like like it's been nice, um, a nice amount of time on things. I was going to have to work even harder than I'd ever worked before on something <laughs> to get it done on time. Um, but obviously I couldn't turn it down. Right. And also we just found out that my wife was pregnant again, so I couldn't <laughs> turn down like a six month um, project. <laughs> um, and so just kind of just got started and. Um, Worked solid for however many five months um, <laughs> into the evening every night and got it done. So, how much say did they have on it, or did you get full control? Not full control, but there wasn't much. Um, anything, anything they said was like kind of to help it and like more like kind of technical things and right. shots and stuff. Um, I think at one point, because um, once I'd done the middle, I had the middle bit sorted. I thought they right, only to do something at the start. That if, um, you know, he's got like a magic coin. Mm-hmm. I think it was a magic watch at first um, before and then that all got cut out because it was too long it was going to be a magic watch that he was scanning stuff in instead of using the locker and then at the end they accidentally hit um, unscan and it ended up in that pile of soap and that was that was kind of the big payoff at the end like oh no his clothes are all covered in soap <laughs> <laughs> so that got shot into a magic oh, coin how, like low the consequences of stuff in your cartoons very low stakes and just minor just like kind of petty arguments and stuff um, what was I saying I can't remember I know I, so I had to have I thought I need to have a way of getting this coin or whatever it was at the time um, but thinking of the time I need to do something not too exciting you can't go to like a magical world and meet all these magical characters you have to do something that kind of roots them to the spot right. and stay in one area and um, at first it was going to be these little skulls that stuck to him and um, so he was paralysed with fear but I think um, the notebook came back saying that like he's, he's encountered loads of skulls before he wouldn't be afraid of skulls <laughs> so we went with his sadness instead um, so he was just stuck and depressed and um, rooted to the spot instead of skulls it was little kind of middle aged men um, heads <laughs> I thought that worked quite well like you were saying that you had to work around like the mm-hmm. middle bit but I thought mm-hmm. it was sort of like a Simpsons episode where they start off as one yeah, storyline mm-hmm. and then it just sort of twists mm-hmm. so I, I didn't realise cool. you couldn't tell there was That's that good. Well, hopefully there's enough like little references inside and outside of the two, all the parts to uh, so they don't look like they've come from totally different places so what's the feedback you've got for 
Adventure Time fans been like? The fact, I mean, I think the pro- if you go if you go looking for it, you don't find good feedback. <laughs> if you go on Reddit and stuff, <laughs> it's like a lot of people saying it might be the the worst episode ever and stuff. But I have had um, positive feedback in like the um, the creators and stuff, the people who are working on the show, well, the ones that have got in touch with me anyway have said they liked it. They. And that's the main thing. I think. Right. I think you don't want to just like they've given you this opportunity and then you've blown it and you've right. spoiled this um, award-winning um, <laughs> show they've put together. So does your wee boy, the oldest one, does he watch Adventure Time? No, yeah. No. It's, I've tried to sh- um, get him into it. I'm looking forward to watching it with him right. when he is, but it's it's too creepy for him at the moment. Right. I think he's been coddled too much on um, CBBS and that kind of stuff. Right. I've started getting him into um, SpongeBob um, right. SquarePants. So we've been watching an episode of that every morning in the last right. couple of weeks, and he's into that. Right. Um, I think that's a good transition between I the think two. So. Hey, you're doing well, there. And then maybe um, Ren and Stimpy after Adventure Time, maybe we'll still see how he, how he gets on. So what were your favourite cartoons, like, growing up in the ca- Cartoon Network stuff? Growing up, um, probably Ren and Stimpy was, like, the biggest yeah. one, just because it was, not just because it was funny, but just because it was, like, weird, and it was, like, this, I mean, all the weird stock music they used, and the kind of background and stuff it just it didn't look like it was designed to entertain children it looked like it was designed to upset children do you know what I mean and I think that that weirdness um, is what I really like and it's a kind of what I've been trying to do in my work like make everything a bit creepy yeah. and unsettling and um, I think there's something about animation like when it's when it's not done properly um, it's really weird and that's what I'm trying to <laughs> that's what I'm trying to achieve upset people as I say like quite a lot of uh, late 90s early 2000s Cartoon Network was just unsettling like Courage mm-hmm. the Cowardly Dog did you ever watch that? Oh, no I think I, think I was too old for that I think that I was crazy. Yeah, that was a bit early, early 1990s I'm sure like my grand showed me when she had Sky that was the first thing and she thought oh, there's a cartoon we'll put it on and it was terrifying because <laughs> we were just missed Ren and Stimpy because like, we were right. a bit younger so we missed that but like Chris Harduk on there just talks about it he's his favourite cartoon ever of Ren Stimpy or the Curly Dog thing? Yeah, uh, Ren Stimpy. Mm-hmm. So I went back and watched a few episodes of Ren Stimpy. Because yeah. no, when I watched it, it was like, it wasn't on, when I watched it, it wasn't on like kids' TV time. It was on like um, like one o'clock and two o'clock in the morning Aye. on BBC Two. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> this weird thing and on during the nights. And then I think eventually um, Cable Tail came to the, the area and we got Cable finally. And then that's when you could watch it solidly, Aye. like at pr- nice hours, at reasonable hours. That's where I found most of the stuff that I'm still into is. Uh, been late night BBC Two. It's just or late night Channel Four. The two because that's where Family Guy first that's found right, its yeah. place in America, Britain. So aye, I think that's the best place to uh, find it. So mm-hmm. this is usually when we're going to the guilty pleasures right. party. If you want to do that, um, yeah. so I if you're not listening to the podcast before, we guest brings in. It's usually two, but you've got a big list, so we can get through all of them well, if you're we wanting. Can, we can score things off first. That's fine. We went these, through all the things that are not. As I said, I'm not quite guilty pleasures because I don't feel guilty about them, but I know that other people won't like them, so that's why I, I think. Right. Does that still count? Is Aye, that, that still counts because mine's the same. Don't feel guilty. Cool. I, I guess most of what a guilty pleasure is to me. It's like other people make you feel guilty about it, but you don't feel guilty. Yeah, cool. So that's why I'm, I started the podcast, was just like a chance to explain why you like it and stop people giving you a hard time. Because <laughs> that's what my pick of the day is, is a big one like that. But All right. you go first cool. with yours. What's your first pick? first one on the list is old kids TV um, especially Rainbow the TV right. series I don't know are you too young for I remember Rainbow? Zippy I'm a Motherwell fan and there was a weird obsession with uh, Motherwell in a video was the like something to do with balls or something like right. a really old thing where there was loads of sexual innuendos between Zippy, George and 
Who was the guy? The uh, Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Uh, aye, the three of them just had no sexual in the end though, so that video went about, but I've never actually watched the proper ones. No, I think it's... I grew up with it, and um, there's something about that show, like, um, because Jeffrey plays it so straight the whole time, do you know what I mean? It's not like it, like, these days, if stuff from my um, son's watching them, if there's a, a house full of puppets, it does, you don't feel... I know they're not trying to make you feel like it's a, it's a real house where real people live, yeah. with real puppets. But there's something about Rainbow that like felt real, even right. though the what like the sets were so fake and it's just like a white wall with like, it's not even a wall. It's, they're in a white space with like a bit of a wall and a door. There's something about the way he talked to them and the way they all argued with each other. Right. It just seemed like really real. And um, one of the, like it's one of the funniest things. Like what like um, people are nostalgic about old TV shows. They might like go back and watch a clip and go, ah, it's funny, but. If you go on YouTube, you can just watch like hours and hours of Rainbow. Right. And it's something I would genuinely me and my wife sit and watch. <laughs> <laughs> like a sitcom. So is your wife in writing or animation? No. No. She but she just, likes all the same kind uh, of comedy stuff and um, not so much animation stuff, but uh, right. yeah, all the same kind of just very similar sense of humour, so which is good. So uh, um, that means we can like have a dinner uh, and watch um, Rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> I think the closest we had to Rainbow when we were younger was City and Sweep. Oh no, the same. Yeah. That's, that, and that's the same. The, the early ones of that, I feel the same. Not so much the like the one now, yeah. um, which is quite. That is actually quite funny. I've watched. The, have you seen yeah. the one that's in like, like a caravan pump beside a fun fair? No. Um, but originally it was the guy uh, Matthew Corbett. Uh-huh. And if you will go on YouTube as well, and watch the same. I think it's the same girl that has a, like, has a channel, and like it's him in his bed. Um, not and his bed doesn't look bogging, but it's like just the way the duvet's all piled up and he's bare chested with his chain on. They come to talk to him while he's half asleep. <laughs> it's like you wouldn't get this these days. <laughs> my first teddy that I ever got, and I got the name by myself. I called Matthew after Matthew for Sooty and Sweet, oh, which go. I always think back is quite a weird thing to do. So surely <laughs> she would be called Sooty or Sweet, not Matthew. <laughs> but aye, so that's a good choice. The, what was your other favourite ones? Like for old kids. Okay, stuff like this is there's more stuff as well that I've started watching that I didn't really see at the time. There's a, a weird, um, I think it's Polish now, um, maybe Russian um, thing called Chebarashka, and it's a little um, kind of manky looking um, stop motion puppet. Right. And he's a little bear. I think the point is that he doesn't know what he is, and he's a little kind of scratchy looking bear um, wandering around and just getting into trouble. And it's just old things like that that just look a bit more dangerous and a bit more real than the kids' right. stuff right. these days. <laughs> and like um, the. These with these adverts, um, the Charlie Says adverts. Do you know that you're too young for them? I think so. Aye. Um, and it was like um, it was cut out animation of a boy and his cat, and um, they would get into like oh. situations such as like I don't know, turning near a fishing pond or electricity wires or something. And then there was one where um, I think his pals come to his back door to um, to ask if he can go out to play, and he runs through to speak to his mum. And then um, she's too busy on the phone. By the time she comes off the phone to answer him, he goes out, and then they're gone. But he goes out into the back door, and there's just like this kind of um, empty alleyway to nowhere, and it does this noise, this kind of, and that was like terrifying, and it's something that stuck with me. Do you mind the TV show Law of the Playground? I think it was. No, there was an old, like the old like, Jimmy Carr countdown. Oh yeah, they sort of things. I think they'd done a Charlie says episode to that, mm-hmm. where they just talked about that probably when it rung yeah. a bell there when you were talking about it. Yes, yeah, so stuff, stuff from that same kind of era, which is like just like really creepy and not un- well I suppose they're, they're, they're definitely they're supposed to be like they're supposed to like upset you about dangerous things but yeah. things like that that I don't know t- take you to a weird place and I don't think they're supposed to take you to a weird place yeah. like that sort of stuff like Charlie says you can sort of see in your work as well like the sort of crazy person like hanging about with the normal person just uh-huh. sort of ruining their life 
<laughs> what was the first Terror Unders? Was that Kick a Stone? Kick ah, a yeah, Stone. yeah, that was that one. How did you even conceive that, that as a thing? I can't, I can't remember, I think. <laughs> I think it was kind of set. Not, I don't think I was as bad as Terry living at home like, and treat my parents like that, but hey. I think there's like elements of that. And then um, amping that up and just like just being a, a teenager. I know he's like in his 20s in it, but that, that's what I try and make it funny. Like just like treating your parents badly for, um, but hey. and um, taking them for granted. And then I thought about making that a robot. I, can't, I really can't remember why. His name um, was, uh, was my wife, Miss Hearing, 10 and Unders. And then, said, and then she said, who's Terry Runders? And I thought, oh, that's a funny name for a person. That's so that's what he, I remember where his name came from, but I can't remember the, if, it was, if I was asked to pitch on something. Because I mean, a couple of things that were created for um, to pitch for um, like Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network and nothing's really, nothing's been picked up. But then I might go and take it off in a different direction. And mm-hmm. So it might have been for something like that. Or it might have been a Channel 4 mesh thing that they used to do little things where you'd um, pitch an idea and make a little shot um, I did that a couple of times and nothing, nothing went anywhere that I think that might have been for that Day. yeah and then the second one was the have you seen the one that's the live action with Aye. thingy heads I wanted to ask how you even made that <laughs> I was um, were people in your house when you made it as well or did you no that was just me and <laughs> when I was at house to myself <laughs> <laughs> so I always had to set the camera up and um in the bathroom as well, it was really tight, so it'd be like <laughs> me clattering about in the bathroom, trying not to knock over it because no one was holding the camera was on a um, a tripod, obviously. But it's a small bathroom, and if you if you're jumping up and down the bath, it rattles the floor, and then the camera the camera nearly fell in the toilet. You know, you nearly like kind of swung perfectly down into the toilet. Um, ah, you know, so that was just me in the house. That was because it was that was a thing um, for BBC Scotland. Um, we're asking if I had any ideas. To, they were going to put stuff online. Um, I can't remember what the name of the, the programme was, it was just BBC Comedy Online or something like that, little shots, little web shots, and then I asked if I wanted to do anything, and then did that, and then after I finished it, um, they said, yeah, we're not doing the web shots anymore, um, <laughs> but I was able to just put it online myself, still got paid like, um, for it, so it, was, it wasn't a wasted um, month or six weeks of me <laughs> mucking about in the house in Lycra. <laughs> like I said. Do you have to show your wife that and go, this is what I've done when you've been away? Just I think she's just. Go. I think she's fine. I think it's more like if I'm like that, like stop clattering p- like pots and pans. If, I, if, I, if it's fine that I'm doing that, and then she she okay. like, like she understands and sees a comedy in it. But it's when it starts to like get in the way of thing. If I've left stuff out and I'm like, please don't move that, and she's like, I need to use the bathroom. Do you mean like? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that's where the um, I start to push it a bit. But yeah, and the worst thing was because um, the the robot in it is like this um, silver. It's a Batman um, Japanese Zentai suit. <laughs> Let me my brother bought we bought ourselves suits one Christmas. Um he had a Power Rangers one and a Batman one. Right. So I'm just wearing that under rubber gloves. Um but it's too um the, the doorbell went and it was the postman live on something and it was it would take too long to get get it all off, so I just had to run down with like a, a dress gown over like with silver you could clearly see there was like a silver lecture suit underneath and my sweaty head as well from just getting all stressed. That must be the right thing, you not having a recognisable face, is that he would go, it's just him making another thing, it's just like, what is this guy doing? What is this doing when he's like in an empty house? That's better that you actually, someone say that I do that for a BBC, it's just like... I know, and then they did it and said, right, thanks anyway. <laughs> Don't do that again. So... What happened to Fish Finger Friends as well? I realise I never asked you about any of your YouTube videos before we went to Guilty Pleasures, so we'll do Guilty Pleasures after that. Okay, well that was um, 
that was again another experiment just to try and do something with puppets. So I'd done a thing for um I can't remember, was it a virgin thing? It was, I think it was a virgin thing. It was something to do with um the BAFTAs and you could um enter a little animation and then different ones in different regions would get picked and then they'd be presented presented not at the actual BAFTA ceremony but I think a ceremony the night before or something like that and then there'd be a prize. So that's what I've tried puppets and it was that for that one it was the it was the secret bubble bath tree. And it was little cardboard puppets. And um that took is just as long even even though you're not animating it, you're just shaking it, it took as long to edit it and try and match it with the sound. So I thought I'll try and do something that looks like puppets but I do have the control mm-hmm. of the computer. So that's what funny fish fingerprints was something trying to make it look like puppets. Um but again, take less time than it would take yeah. to make a puppet and stick it together and not have the eyes fall off and that kind of stuff. I try to work out when I watched that the first time whether it was a drawing or puppets. So. What's this? It's scanned in little bits of foam and all that, so they oh, all right. they all like are exa- real bits, but I've put them to put together in the computer and right. animated in the computer. Right. So how do you animate stuff on the computer? Is it? It's different ways of the um, stuff like that is After Effects I use, right. which are just kind of you're just mani- moving things around basically. So they're right. just like moving around their arms, like on little puppet strings getting right. moved around, and then. Um, or you can do something in Flash where it's more traditional and you're more drawing right. different shapes and then going between from shape to shape. Right. Or what I do now is usually like a combination of the two. Like get away with what you can do, like draw the arms and the face in Flash and then use After Effects to walk them across the screen. Right. Rather than originally you would have to like give your bit of paper over here and you'd have to draw like there and then draw them there and then draw them there, draw them there, do you right. know what I mean? Um, but now I can just draw them once and then push them along so how long does that take is that it, it depends what how limited it is like I think um, I wouldn't want to try and do more than 30 seconds worth a week and that's right. 30 seconds after I've already created the characters and maybe the backgrounds or I right. still have the backgrounds to do but usually like kind of grinding through 30 seconds worth right. is usually, usually what I can get to do through in a week right so I've been trying to teach myself how to do animation but I tried to do it last year and it's just I don't even know where to start with I've got After Effects on my computer, so I don't know you can yeah. even use that for animation. I think you can use it for motion gra- graphics. You can move stuff around with it. You can't really draw on it. Right. You can, but it's it's not as quick as um, something like Flash. Right. I think I think there's there's loads of free stuff. After right. this, I'll, I'll, I'll look up online and see oh, what right. looks like the best thing, and then if you're interested in, right. I can't really draw it in. Like, it's just oh. I made like a stop motion for somebody, and it took about six months, and it was horrible. And I had to teach myself how to do stop motion, and I thought. On the computer, it looks a wee bit easier, a wee bit. Yeah, no, stop motion just looks like a nightmare. So yeah. actually, I think these days it's a bit easier than it was because I think you can you can cheat and if you made a mistake, you can maybe edit it out and yeah. blend things together and stuff. But I think just the fact that if you nudge something in the mm. background or something falls over, then you have to start again. It just yeah. looks like a nightmare. Yeah. And also the way if there's like crowd scenes and you have to, I think these days you can maybe cheat and like do one character at a time and then do the other character and then yeah. comp them together. But I think. It, to try and like remember what everyone was doing and where their arms were going right. and where their heads was going, just no, it's not worth even experimenting for. <laughs> that was a thing where, especially when you've got weddings and stuff running yeah. about your house, like mm-hmm. I did, like ban people for coming into my room and then, yeah, like just like walking about, like getting ready in the morning before I'd leave, just make sure I don't touch the set. And yeah, stuff like and that. keeping the lighting cool. all consistent as well. Like if you like, Aye. just ah, yeah, it's, it's a nightmare. <laughs> the lighting was the worst thing. Like uh, the, it was a video for a. Uh, guy that's been on this podcast, Shambles Miller. Um, right. If you can watch it and just see, like every like cu- couple of seconds, you can see the light and changing and yep. stuff like that. It's just mm-hmm. like, I'm not doing this again. Yeah. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> but I, uh, we'll move on to your next pick. 
What have I got? Um, oh yeah, apocalyptic fiction. What does that mean? That means just end of the world stuff. And I think I, I probably do actually feel genu- genuinely guilty about this. <laughs> But not because of what it is, because of because I've got a family now and I can't enjoy Aye. it as much. Do you know what I mean? I think in the, like when you were just as a, as a single man, um, you can enjoy it, like enjoyed like the, the thought of the whole world crumbling around you and you having to like strike <laughs> out and <laughs> do things to yourself. I think as you get older, you realise, oh no, it would be rubbish, Aye. and especially and my kids would probably die, and well, and me as well. So. Like how you've just described the apocalypse as it would be rubbish. <laughs> it would be rubbish. <laughs> There's no fun to be had. Do you mean? There's maybe the excitement in the first couple of days and the adrenaline going when everything's like of whatever's zombies chasing you and stuff, but then after that you realise, oh no, I'm gonna have to feed myself and we don't know how to feed ourselves, it's it'll be miserable. <laughs> so what's your favourite apocalyptic fiction? Favourite things are things like um, I Am Legend, that story the original really? of the book. Um Dawn of the Dead, the film, the original one. Um, what else? I've been reading these books. I've forgotten. Is it John Christopher? Maybe the guy. I think he did the, the tripod books. Right. And he's like a series of books. Like I think they're in the seventies. Like one book. What would happen if the world was covered in snow? What would happen if the the oceans dried away? What would happen if grass stopped growing? That kind of stuff. And um, I can enjoy it still as long as it doesn't get too silly. Like a, a, a couple of books I've, I've bought um, just by doing searches on Amazon for apocalyptic fiction and following things. And it was one of them. Um, I can't remember the name of it and it was like it was a zombie thing but where everyone was going like getting angry that kind of zombies I mean not like the slow ones like where everyone's furious and I think by the second chapter there was a lab somewhere and a a fish had mutated and it started talking to one of the scientists and I thought no I think we'll end this here (laughs) Have you ever seen the film Snowpiercer? No, is it the, the the train that's going around the world. Uh, I like the look of that. I've not seen it yet. It's quite good. It's yeah, on good. Netflix or something like that. So oh, you'll right, be cool. able to find it. But uh, that's like I'm not really into zombies and stuff like that. But right. the, uh, like that sort of the apocalypse where it's just these people trying to work through, mm-hmm. and then all the metaphors and stuff like that was quite nice as well. So I cool. think you should watch that. Have you ever read the book of that? Was that a graphic novel before? I don't know. No. Okay, mind. No. But I think it may. Be, I don't know. I don't really know anything about graphic novels. Do you read like comics and graphic novels or that? Not really. I mean, I've got a few in the house, but it's mostly like just like the 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 ones that I've read somewhere that are supposed to be the best ones. I've got them rather right. than I don't know other than that. I don't really know anything. Right. So it's mostly like Alan Moore ones that I've got, right. which are obviously really good. Yeah. Just like big thick tomes that seem impenetrable and <laughs> seem like a real talking about a real world. Rather, I don't, I don't, I don't follow any like. Modern uh, superheroes or anything like that. Uh, I don't really like superheroes or anything like that. Like yeah. I, I tried to read my brother. Uh, he loves comics and stuff like that. And he gave me a shot of the the Walking Dead uh, right. and stuff like that. I read the first two of them and I was like, this is obviously really good, but I don't like it. So <laughs> I'm just not going to read it. But I can sort of pre- I like reading, listening to people talk about how they made comics and graphic novels mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. But the actual reading of them, I don't yeah. really like. I wish I did because the ideas behind a lot of them is that you can't do certain stuff on film and all yeah. that. But mm-hmm. I just kind of get into yeah, it. Yeah, like much more. You can get away with much more bleak things, and usually uh, when like something like Alan Moore stuff comes up with the films, you have to lose a lot of mm-hmm. the bleakness. He was on um, Scroobius Pips podcast. Okay. Uh, did you listen to that episode? I think so, yeah. That was quite interesting. <laughs> but I, uh, we get any more apocalyptic fiction you want to recommend or? can edit this huge pause out so and <laughs> think of any more I think that's the main ones like I think I Am Legends is my favourite one just because I don't 
because he's not it's not like other ones. It basically he's got he ends up with like a really cool house with all the best things you can get. Like I think it's just, well at the, at the time it's like a record player and all that and all like nice food and stuff. And then during the day he, he goes out and has like time to himself and just goes through people's houses. Hey. And it sounds like a, I don't know. It sounds like a more like a less stressful. Um, hey. I suppose now that then everyone's like giving him bother during the night and shouting his name through the window. So I know it's not a fun life, but <laughs> I think that one and Dawn of the Dead as well, where they're just all trapped in a supermarket. It was hey. quite nice. Oh, I didn't know that was at Dawn of the Dead. Was I watched it? I, I, I work in a supermarket, and I always thought that'd be a good idea for a zombie movie, mm-hmm. which is because it's a really no, famous zombie. It, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite gutted though because I was going to write it, but obviously. No, it's point, it's yeah. a, and it's been remade as well. The, yeah. I think it was the start of the two thousands as a remake, isn't right. it? But the original one I liked much better. I'll watch it now. But I'm okay. glad I found out and didn't waste my fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> um, your next one I can see and it's interesting me because I want to talk about it more because it's my only computer game I can play that isn't a football game. Yeah. No, I'm like one more if you interest is computer games. I don't feel guilty about that. <laughs> um on the whole but um I spend a lot of time over the last year or so um, playing um, GTA and not not really progressing through the missions. I do the, the online thing right. um, and just like winding people up and just spending hours just griefing people on it, but not in a way that would be, not not in a cyber bully type of way of like <laughs> <laughs> swearing at people or calling them offensive names. Basically all I was do is just like sit outside the garage after they'd done, the, done up their fancy car and then just blow up the car and then run away. <laughs> And I know it's like it's all it's just it's basically just a mild inconvenience because I think you, you have to pay for insurance in it, and I think the car probably just spawns like right. someone else like made up again. But just to, just, just the last step coming out of the garage in a shiny car, and then you're blowing it up, or just like um, suiciding into people when they're trying to do missions and stuff. And yeah, so I feel guilty about wasting so much time doing that, <laughs> just winding people up for no reason. So have you played through GTA Five? Yes. Aye. Did uh-huh. you enjoy it? Uh, bits of it. <laughs> but did you not like about I think it? I don't know if I, I don't I think just the general kind of sense of humour I'm not really that right. fussed about I think it just seems I don't know trying too hard to be funny I don't know right. that's maybe too harsh but I don't know I, I didn't I didn't find the characters as funny as I think they were supposed to find them right. and um, I spent more time like mucking about like you know the um, is it that when you play the fifth one you play right. um, you know the kind of main gangster the guy in his big mansion Aye. I was just trying to find different ways of um, killing his family <laughs> in his house because <laughs> you can't get your guns out in the house right. so I was trying to do things like he's got his wife's um, yoga ball you could get that in the house and kick it out in the garden and then try and stick like sticky bombs to it and then roll it back in <laughs> and then you can detonate it from outside so I, was try- I spent a long time trying to do that and then I realised all you had to do was um, if you go outside and um, get the police after you you can do whatever you want in the house so you can get your guns out in the house right. so it made it maybe less creative but I could yeah. just go in and blow up his family as he watched the telly for as long as I <laughs> upset the police <laughs> that's beautiful that you worked out that you can <laughs> stick your bombs to a yoga ball <laughs> maybe that's a good maybe that's what they've done they've made it not funny for people like you so that you can find <laughs> certain ways of that but it's it was been, like pushing try to push it, go into like pick a street and push as many bins into the swimming pool as you can like along the street before <laughs> it starts like forgetting but you know like I think it forgets. You eventually go back to the first bin, and it'll be back where it's supposed to be. Right. So just seeing like how many of these you can do before it, <laughs> it resets. Uh, this does sound like a proper guilty pleasure because you're not even playing the game. <laughs> no. And I think if I like, and then what will happen is I'll be mucking about in the game, and then someone in a tank will come up, and I'll be like proper noise, like just like fuck off, he's pleased to do this. 
But if I'd been playing it properly for the amount of hours done, I probably like would have all this money and I could have got a tank and I could have fought back. <laughs> but I just have to run away. Just <laughs> <laughs> push bins into the swimming pool. Are there any other games you play, or is that your main guilty one? I've been spent a lot of time on um, this game Bloodborne. Have you seen that? Yeah, uh, seen people talk about it. The last couple of weeks, I've spent. I'm guilty, but I think just I've got a new um, baby in the house and. Like, um, I'm sleep deprived at the moment but not because of him because he's like quite well behaved but just because I've been sitting up playing that and night so I feel <laughs> guilty that I sh- I'm wasting this time when I should be getting sleep and playing this game where you're just um, do you know about it you're no, just like nothing. you're kind of like a I see like a Van Helsing type character that kind of look with little leather coats and big hats and stuff Aye. and you're going about these little creepy streets to kind of um, kill monsters but the way it's not like a normal game where like, you do level 1 then you move on to level 2 and level 3 it's like more like you do level, run around level one until you can open the door from the other side so that you don't have to go through level one and you can go straight through it. It's like right. a big kind of maze type thing. Right. Um, and it's terrifying. And yeah, I've been spending a lot of time on that. Which is why I've got like kind of red streaks across my eyes. <laughs> 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 you do have like a perfect line. Yeah, that's from sitting up playing Bloodborne. And collecting bloody eyes, I think it's one of the things you can collect in the game as well. So I don't know if I've been cursed by the game. So what did you start off playing when you were younger that got you into it? Games. Um, I think the first computer we had in the house was the um, well, the one with the paddles. It was a Pong game. Um, and it was just, you know, the Pong. It's like a kind of table tennis type thing Aye. with a white block going down. And you just turned the little knobs. It wasn't even a joystick. It was Aye. just a little, like, turning knob thing. And it took, like, eight huge batteries. And then I think someone else did it. That was, like, someone gave it to my dad, donated it. And then he, um, he got an Atari game as, um, computer as well. Aye with the little um, the tanks and stuff and then I think the first computer I got for myself was a Commodore 64 right and that's I think that's when I would spend like summer days working like playing on that and not going out in, <laughs> in the sunshine and getting getting into trouble so I think that was the f- when I first started playing it did that have a game called Frogger on it where a frog tried to cross the street Cause there, must have, been, there must have been a, there must have been a frogger on Atari yeah. and Commodore 64 at some point yeah. yeah I don't think I ever actually played it I'm a big cousin, that's the only one I could play but my cousin had it and he played proper games but that was the only one I could play yeah. there was a similar one um, called Park Patrol it was the same idea where you're trying to get across the, uh, a river a busy river right. I think and I played that one right. what about yourself was that um, FIFA and GTA FIFA. I'm born I played The Last of Us though I played through that no it's good I yeah. uh, mm-hmm. quite liked that I'm more excited about the film though because uh, that was the bits I enjoyed it was like the cutscenes cut and that I loved it. and then mm-hmm. it was like oh no I need to actually do things to get to the next cutscene yeah but uh, I think I'd rather just good. watch somebody do it yeah but um, I think we can go on to your next one if you want Um. though this was more like guilty pleasures but I think when I was thinking about music just thinking different categories um when I was um, at school and the people were listening to like Oasis and Stone Roses and stuff right. I was listening to things like Roxette and um, <laughs> Belinda Carlisle and um, my dad had Tubular Bells too right. and that's pretty much all I, I would listen to while they were all listening to all these cool bands <laughs> so just think the things that people, other people would want me to feel guilty about I didn't feel guilty about at the time it was more right. like the time um, I can't remember what it was it was some sort of competition at school and I got a book voucher a W. Smith voucher and then um, spent it on a Roxette album, and I thought I thought that was like that was fair enough. <laughs> but then the rumor, went, like they're not a rumor, it was it was actual fact. <laughs> the gossip went round that I'd spent this voucher on a Roxette, and then um, what a sad bastard! Basically. <laughs> so were you quite cool at school, or no, no, nah. hey. not at all. So, would you started doing like animation stuff at school? Not like really. That sort of stuff. I mean, I'd be I did art and stuff, but not. Right. 
no animation, I don't think, at that point. Apart, well, that, apart from that thing I was telling Bailey with my dad's camcorder, but hey. you, mean, you, you wouldn't bring that to school and show it yeah. to him. Just, it would just have to remain on the camera forever <laughs> until eventually I think it got something that you could dub it onto a VHS tape. Right. No, but I don't think I ever showed it to anyone. Right. So, do people know that you were quite a strange... Because your sense of humour seems quite strange. So, was that something that shone through at school? Or I did you manage to keep it in? I think the main factor about making me not popular and cool at school was my hair. Right. I think that was, the, <laughs> that was like a, a big game changer and set me off on a different path. What reason? Because I used to have it like just down and normal. And then one time we were out of swimming um, with my dad. And then um, he had his hair back, like in a, um, like in a, um, like in a Ned Flanders type way, do you know what I mean? Just like right. back up like that. And rather than brushing my hair down, he just did me the same as him. Right. And I walked out of the changing room and someone from school happened to go by and then they burst out laughing looking at it. <laughs> and I think I should have took, I should have, um, take more notice of that. Aye. But from that, for some reason I thought, oh, maybe, maybe it would be quite cool if I did put my hair back. <laughs> and because I, I was in a swimming club and went swimming like just about every night, my hair became really fine and damaged. Right. And I didn't like it back in that kind of um, 80s Wall Street kind of slick way. So what I'll do is put gel in it so it did go that and then I had this like brush that I put through it would make it turn it into this kind of fine um, candy floss kind of <laughs> texture so it was like a big yellow cloud on top of my head <laughs> and um, I don't know I don't know what possessed I don't know why I decided that was the cool the cool haircut for me to have but I think that put a lot of people off <laughs> yeah, just because I used to have long hair that it had shoulders big curly long hair yeah. and I think that just sort of immediately puts you into the non-cool part of it. Yeah. and once my Mum and auntie didn't like my hair, so when I fell asleep one night, they cut my fringe. So have you ever seen Braveheart? Obviously you've seen Braveheart. Yeah. See Rob Roy and that, and he's got the fringe right across above his eyebrows. <laughs> I had that, and then this big massive curly hair, and I didn't get it cut. I just left it to grow back out. It was fucking stupid. But, um, you can't hear that music. It's impressive. Really? Uh, it's not picking it up. That's the best thing about these microphones. You just can barely cool. pick up anything, so they can all pick up our voices. I'm alright about that. But, um, is that the next stuff? Is that your cool stuff? I think we'll miss that one. That was that. What does it say? Is this? No, I was just thinking of things that I would like that other people wouldn't sit through, and even right. my family would hardly sit through. Is this thing um, online on YouTube now? Like um, my son seems to be more interested in watching like re- like crap stuff on YouTube than watching right. real episodes of things. Just because at the moment he's interested in the planets, and if you type in planets for kids on YouTube you just get like hours and hours of people putting videos up or like little rubbish animations and songs right. and I mean I can only assume it's a cynical ploy to like get hit, hit. I mean I don't, right. it, no, nothing looks like it's been put together with love do you know what I mean well right. some of them do some of them do some of them look, look really cool but, but a lot of them are just like not really a song just right. like someone like talking about the planets with a little bit of guitar in the background and then um, yeah but no but for some reason that thing because it's animated I, could, I can sit and watch that right. and it's, it's it's really weird and it takes you to because there's these characters in a house and then you're thinking like when the music stops are these characters going <laughs> to be stuck in this world do you know what I mean <laughs> even though it's like the most really basic rubbish thing um, yeah no I think that just goes back to the old kids show right. stuff like I think animation in general just fascinates me because you can you can create a world so easily but not necessarily like a compelling, nice world that people right. want, to, want to live in or see. But just um, you've, you've created, you've created this, yeah, this world that um, exists now in your mind, and it's horrible. <laughs> so, is you doing animation made watching animation bad because you can't watch it and enjoy it, or can you still enjoy? No, it? I can still enjoy. It. I went to see that Pixar, the Pixar one at the weekend, uh, Inside Out, and I can still enjoy it. I can still, like, obviously, you might get taken out of it at some point and go, mm-hmm. or I uh, realise why they've done this, or right. 
that character's moving much more than any character that I would uh, animate, <laughs> but no, no, I can still, I can still enjoy it, which is good. Did you enjoy Inside Out? Yeah, no, I liked it. Did you go with your... I gave it my boy, yeah. Did he enjoy it? He did, but I mean, he was quite quiet through it, right. and I wasn't sure how much he was taking in, and then later on, I was speaking to my mum and dad about it, and he was like, he was... He, he, he realised what what was going on most of the, most of the points of the film, so it was good That's that he was actually taking it. Have you seen it yourself? Aye. Did you enjoy it? Or? I loved it, but I didn't think it was made for. It was made for us rather than yeah. children. I no, thought it had a lot of a lot of weird rules as well. Like mm. to, like you just have to accept from the start. Like Aye. if you think about this thing, a, a world will be created in your mind. And if you, and if you don't answer your phone to your mum, that world's gonna <laughs> fall into the abyss. I mean, there's a lot of things that are right. I don't Aye. know if you need that. Like, but that's fine. Did you see it was lava the short on before yeah. it? Did you enjoy that? Because that was a bit that, a that bit sentimental. I nearly had, sappy for me. I, I nearly walked out. Like yeah. just to go to the toilet for a bit and miss it because it was making me so angry. What about the the, the lava? Just the <laughs> song and yeah. the song was shite and <laughs> like it didn't really look good. But a lot of people love it. Like uh, a few people I follow on Twitter have said they started crying during the lava bit, which was terrible. Did you cry during Inside Out? Do you cry when you watch things? No, I, di- I didn't. Used to ever cry watching things, but I think just having kids just makes you like more close to yeah. tears all the time. Right. The only bit that I nearly crying was a bit with um, spoiler for anyone watching the film when um, hadn't seen the film. You know, she tries, she goes to run away at one point, mm-hmm. and then she doesn't, and then she comes back just as her mum and dad are on the verge of phoning the police. Uh-huh. And just the, I think just the thought of like parents being on the verge of phoning the police uh-huh. that was enough to it <laughs> almost set me crying. But no, that was it. The bit that made me cry was Bing Bong. Oh, yeah, this the elephant. <laughs> aye. So I'm glad to see the back of that. <laughs> <laughs> I love the guy who plays him. See that Richard Kind. Guy done his voice. I love him. So is I think he, it was does he do voices in lots of Pixar films? I'm not sure, but he's no. in. Like he pops up ever and he used to be in Sin City, the uh what's that called? Sin? no, Spin City Spin was that City the, the guy who's in Phone Brothers films and stuff and uh, I think I know the guy who is that. But um I'll move on to my girl who plays because it's quite a good yeah. segue, it's uh, chick flicks. Right. Do you enjoy any chick flicks? I can't see that I do. I mean yeah. I have I've been seeing a few of them in my life with the pictures and stuff, but it's not something I can seek out now. No. Nah. Oh, I always get slagged for that as one of the things like completely like your music when everybody else is talking about Transformers and mm-hmm. uh, te- I've never seen Terminator I've never seen any Star Wars film I've really? ne- never seen Indiana Jones basically any classic film you're going to name I've never seen but I've seen mm-hmm. definitely maybe with Ryan Reynolds and Elizabeth Banks and right. Abigail Breslin try to do that and Life As We Know It with Catherine Heigl and Josh Duhamel but I've never seen them so I think it is quite a guilty pleasure they're just these yeah. terrible films that I know they're terrible when I'm watching them I don't know I think I think they're the, to my wife when I've talked about my wife it's the equivalent of me watching an end of the world type thing do you know what I mean it's right. a lot of nonsense and it's just I don't know it takes you away for an hour and a half but Aye. yeah I don't I'm not, I don't I don't cause a fuss about them I don't slag them off I don't think the good thing for me is with Judd Apatow coming about he's sort of making chick flicks but where the sluggish bearded white man is the main person right. so that's sort of a mix of what I am and mm-hmm. chick flicks so I've enjoyed that that coming back yeah coming more popular but uh, I still like Mindy Kaling's TV show the Mindy Project is basically just a TV show that's a chick flick right. and it's my favourite thing in the world I don't even enjoy it if you don't no, like right, chick flicks <laughs> there's a few characters that are funny even if you don't like the right. TV show and that but I uh, I wouldn't watch it if you don't like yeah. chick flicks. But since you don't like chick flicks, we won't stick on this because it's just going to be me listing films you've never watched. <laughs> um, so you've got another thing wrote there. Yes, yeah, no, that was just um, Kill You. 
occasionally feel guilty about that and that I'm doing something like it's not a, pro- a job it's supposed to be something that you hate um, and but um, you have to do every day and speak to people we don't want to speak to doing things you don't really care about and then at the end of it you've got hopefully made enough to retire and then you enjoy the end they. but for the moment we I'm um, doing something I really like and then um, although I'm working from home like, I'm communicating with people I'm only really speaking to people that are doing this because they want to do it so uh-huh. everyone's up being the positive and I think I feel guilty about enjoying it when I sh- wondering if maybe I should do something that's more secure and better provide for my family do you know what I mean because it's self-employed and you don't know what's happening from well I know what's happening this year um, which is good but I mean in the past you don't know what's happening from one month to the next and um, yeah I feel a bit bit guilty about that but we're going alright just now so we'll see what happens even if it's you could probably get a job that pays more and stuff like that but I think like your Mm -hmm. children seeing that you're doing something you love once they get old enough to realise that's what you've done and like Mm -hmm. you've managed to like make a living doing something you love and yeah. like even if you like just tell them about like peace and pound coins like even that sort of thing like yeah like that affected us at school and you don't even know who you are like 10 years <laughs> like on. that sort of legacy never been on a family holiday but look <laughs> crap on youtube someone liked in a playground <laughs> i'm sure they'll they'll enjoy that i think like maybe like 10 they'll get a bit annoyed that yeah. they don't get to do the normal stuff but yeah they'll understand when they get older and you've done hopefully like this cool job and you've made a fucking adventure time episode yeah that's the thing. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully he'll get into that at some point mm. and be impressed with it in the moment he's watched it and he says it's alright but um, <laughs> aye, hopefully he'll be impressed but, um, do, is it quite weird just what like do you see much of yourself and like the older child oh definitely at that age yeah it's just like it's a little kind of clone of me at that age and just um, I don't know like giving them out of trouble and anything feel like I could put myself back to that age really quickly and I know what he's where Aye. he's coming from and stuff but at the same time you need to get out the door at a certain time so you need Aye. to be a dick and telling them what to do and I think <laughs> I think as well I think you need I think they need something to not rebel against but I think I think you, you can't be their pal all the time I think, mm-hmm. to, I think you need to be set above them so Aye. they get something to to work against I think so that would be too do you enjoy the fact that these are basically like a vine partnership. Is that something that's? I st- I've not really been thinking. That I thought about vine for like well, how long? I think it's been a year or something. Stuff it right. vine. It's something I enjoyed for a while, and then as and then one day I was looking back through the old vines. I thought I don't find myself as funny as I thought I did at the time <laughs> when I was doing. I think I got caught up in the excitement of them right. um, just mucking about on it. So it's something I've not looked back at. But did you enjoy like the? process of like creating something with your wee boy was that fun I think it was and then and then I realised like if I wanted to like I'd be asking him to do like different takes I think <laughs> yeah, he started getting technical and I think he was getting wound up Aye. at first it was fun because he was joining in but I think he was like, like, oh, like he's peace and let me play whatever I'm playing with <laughs> and I think he'd be of that age now I think he'd be I think I think that you could tell him to do things at that age and he would just do it and now, now I think he'd be like look I'm, I'm on the iPad or I'm, I'm drawing I'll just like his piece. So has he started drawing it? Does he enjoy yeah, it? No, he loves it, yeah. which is cool. Is well. it good? No, it's really good for like um and he'll just sit like whatever whatever topic he's interested in at that moment, he'll just sit and just draw like pages and pages at the moment's planets. Right. And like he'll do like probably the solar system and all the orbits and all the moons of all the planets as well. Right. So you know it's it's good to see that he's he's into that and then ho- hopefully he'll get to do that as a job one day if he's right. interested in that, Jimmy. It's nice that he's got something that he should be interested in at this stage. 
It must be dead fun just watching somebody like find out about things. Yeah, no, it's like, one of the best things about it. <laughs> but at the moment, because um, he's done all the time, and we've got all his work up on the walls, but some of it's like maybe one or two years old, yeah. and you catch him going down and try to rip off old work <laughs> because he's unsatisfied with like the way he used to draw um, whales. He's like, that's rubbish. That's terrible. But we have to say, like, put it, all we do is like put that stuff a bit higher so he can't reach it, and then he can put his new stuff lower down. <laughs> otherwise, he'd be just like slashing all his <laughs> all his canvases. <laughs> so, do you have, do you think you're going to animate any of his stuff? I don't only if he's only if he's interested. In it. It's not something I want to force on him because, and I think as well. Um, I've shown him how to colour things in in Photoshop and he was really impressed with that yeah. and he did, he did a couple of like, scenes like he did a Mario scene and an underwater scene where we coloured it all in and he was really impressed with the way it looked yeah. and it looked real and not coloured in and then it looked I was scared like he was never going to pick up his coloured pencils again I think he's like right yeah. if we can do this then what's the point yeah. in colouring things in and like sharpening and ruining things but he seems to have forgotten about it for a bit so I think <laughs> I, won't, I won't bring it up again and just let him <laughs> colour things properly but I think animation I think if I tried to sit him down to show him animation um, just how laborious the process is I don't think he would, he would go on I mean, and to do even the most basic of things I think I'd lose his interest really quickly mm. and maybe make him sick of it so I think I need to wait a bit longer until yeah. he comes up with some ideas he brings it up and wants to do it there's another bit of the podcast where we bring in like stuff that people might not know about that's quite cool do you have one of them? because you said in the emails for this that all the things you like everyone hates <laughs> so um, I'm trying to think if you don't have one, that's fine. I'm trying to think. I don't think it's it. Because, like, I'll get all my stuff from Twitter and all that anyway, like, sex music stuff. Do you know what I mean? I, I, don't think I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm finding anything that anyone else hasn't seen right. in terms of music or films or anything like that. That's another thing about becoming a dad as well, that like you just immediately become uncool, it seems. Yeah. Like, you just, like, lose. Oh, no, I, was, touch. I told you about here, yeah. I think I was like, that would be cool. This <laughs> is that fateful day. You could name it one of your bands for like your your old when everyone was saying they were shit because that seems to be the thing that bands that never got appreciated when you were younger are now like the ones everyone loves. So and well, you hear that there's like um, some of the, like the um, production and things is like sounds quite eighties like it sounds like kind of blended yeah. old song and maybe not rock set that's maybe a bit cheesy but like no I think I think if you like modern stuff that's supposed to sound eighties listen to rock set or Belinda Carlisle. Right. And then um, you might like it. What's a famous Belinda Carlisle song? Because I always hear her name, but I couldn't. Oh, the most famous one is probably Heaven is a Place on Earth, that one. Oh, is that her? I don't know. No, that's that. not my favourite one. Um, oh, I've forgotten the name of it. Just because that, that man scraped a chair there and it just <laughs> raised it from a line. I stopped Summer Rain, look up that one. Right. That's my favourite. That's what I used to um, play that endlessly on a loop on a cassette player when I was waiting because I was used to be a swimmer. Um, but not good enough to. Um, being all the races, so you would have to wait till like, the very um, end race. Like, you'd have to wait there a full day, and because my dad was a coach, I'd have to the full day and just sit and listen to that, that song on the loop for <laughs> another <laughs> cool side somewhere. <laughs> so, do you still swim? Is that a thing you kept up, or is that a little bit? Just um, to try and do some some sort of um, some sort of exercise, mm. um, but not not proper. Like I used to go, like as I say, like every night and right. some mornings as well. There's a so guy in my year at school that his mum and dad like, took him swimming before school, so he'd turn up. Yeah. Like he'd already been up since five, and swam like a proper Olympic swimming pool. Yeah, no, we did that as well. <laughs> and but the best morning of that was one morning because we had to go um, at the swim- local swimming pool, we'd shut down to get for refurbishment, so we had to go further afield, we had to go to Kaki. Right. Um, and then 
by the time we got out of the swimming, whatever time it was, like half six, half seven, um, it started to snow and all the cars were like stuck on the road. And I thought, this is amazing. This is like an end of the world type scenario. <laughs> so me and my pal had to, it was a school day, but we had to just walk like walk for miles right. um, through the snow. And so I think that's that's what I like about apocalyptic stuff, just like the upset to the normal routine. But then after that, when you realise, oh no, we're going to have to set up a new routine and it's, it's difficult. <laughs> that's where I lose interest. Did you think, uh, like, when you were doing swimming when you were younger, do you think that gave you the sort of discipline that you need to be self-employed? Do you think that helped? I don't know if it, I don't know about discipline. I think it definitely about um, just being happy with your own thoughts because it's like as much as it was, it was a competitive thing and you would be out, uh, in relays with like team members and stuff, and there was definitely a social aspect to it. It's different from other sports, like maybe even running. You're looking at people all the time, but swimming, you're just like either looking at the bottom of the pool. Right. Or straight ahead, and so it's just like an hour and a half of not really communicating with anyone apart from right. stop and say right now do eight lines breaststroke, right. you know, and then you're just like you're just trapped in your head, and there's not really you can occasionally hear the music or the sports center, but mostly it's just like <laughs> or the, the water swimming. It just isolates you, like so maybe that maybe that's an impact Aye. just to be have have a kind of solitary confinement in little small <laughs> bursts every day for some <laughs> so it's just made you get used to that when you're doing it I so think so have you got a proper studio up in your house is it no, your loft did you say it's the, it's the it's a loft it was the previous um, owners it was the wee girl's bedroom right. so up there and it's still got like stuff she scrawled on the walls and stuff as well <laughs> time to take that down and I'd set up a, um, a temporary green screen on one wall by just getting loads of because um, you can get like proper cloths and stuff right. but they're expensive and I found the cheapest thing to do was to buy, like, you know how in front of shops, um, like grocers and stuff, you get that really reflective, shiny card, like with a star cut. Hey. You can just get sheets, big sheets of that. So I've got lots of fluorescent green <laughs> of that and filled a full wall. And that's what I did that, the Terry Runders thing. And then anything right. that wasn't filmed in the bathrooms and filmed in front of that. Right. But since then, I've not been asked to do anything like that again. And now all baby stuff's just been piled up in big stacks. <laughs> and it's, it's just a bit of green screen poking out the top of it. <laughs> um... I had something. Aye, have you anything to promote? And we'll finish it off here. That's has hot um, an hour. Not really. I mean, you can try and find the Adventure Time episode legally somewhere. <laughs> I said legally, not illegally. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to be working on a. Um, I've started working on a game, a computer game, but I'm, I don't think we're allowed to announce much about it yet. But if you if you want to follow on Twitter, then I'm sure we'll be talking about it eventually. So what's your um, Twitter? It's just um, at SwatPaz. Right. That's what I've got to save to my phone. It felt quite weird writing SwatPaz onto my phone. <laughs> but um, aye, I've not really got into promote, but aye. Aye, it's been nice to meet you and cool, nice to speak to you. Me. Yeah. Cheers. Um, cheerio.